Mmm, what's up, you bunch of buck-toothed bureaucrats? It's me. It's David. Dave. Grant will be here momentarily. Just relax. Um, Psycho Season Episode 5, allegedly. Um, we talked quite a bit this week. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, Chainsaw Man Episode 5, Spy Family 18, To Your Eternity Season 2, Episode 3. Man, we got a lot of takes on this, and I just, I want to know how other people feel, so let us know. Um, we got the news feed, there's some MCU news, there's some Westworld news, uh, some interesting stuff, and then we, in the back half of the show, we talk Mob Psycho Season 3, My Hero Academia Season 6, Blue Lock Episode 5, which in my opinion is heating up, Grant wouldn't know. But then Grant takes us home with Bocce the Rock, which he says I should watch. We'll see. Might be back next week to report on that. And, of course, Gundam the Witch from Mercury, everybody's favorite space high school drama. Okay. Um, Not sure what else to say other than enjoy our dope new intro music. Three, two, one. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grantimus. Hey, Dave. How's it going? How are you, Bagel Boy? <laughs> bagel Boy's good. You didn't see that one coming. Mm, I did not. Oh, what a week <laughs> what it a has week. been. Sometimes I think we should record our venting to each other before the show. Oh, yeah. And then you wonder, like, do people really, do they sign up to hear two 30-year-olds complain? It's like they're getting what? that anyway throughout the show. Everyone, watch out for the Patreon coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear our uncuts of us <laughs> venting about traffic. Um, Your work day was good? No, it wasn't. Mine either. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about anime. That's pretty much what it is. Um, you know what was nice, though, Grant? Mm. Was we played video games yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Without, like, normally we just catch up right before the podcast. Sure, yeah. Usually. And we continued the tradition of playing new characters on Diablo 3, <laughs> which you reminded me we have been doing for about a decade. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> almost ten. It's almost the 10-year anniversary of Diablo 3. Yeah, there's a Diablo... And us playing it. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you know if we started together on that game? I don't believe so. Maybe a year into it. Maybe a year and a half. Because I think yeah. you and... Uh, you know, we play with our mutual friend Shane, and uh, the I think you guys always had computers, and I didn't for right. the longest time. So when I think when I eventually got one, I, I jumped in, and that's yeah. when I started playing. Would have been just... b- before the expansion, but uh, right, well, yeah, early, days. yeah, because we played the expansion together too. Anyway, mm. I, I'm seeing lots and lots of news about Diablo Four upcoming, and I'm very excited <sighs> about that. You have to upgrade that rig. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, first off, we have to say a big thank you. A little oh uh, God, yes. surprise for us last week. Thank you for 10,000 downloads. 10,000 downloads. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. What, the, a, what a fun treat. The twist there is I kind of kept Grant in the dark about that because uh, he didn't really know how many listens we had. And I remember back when we started not long ago doing Attack on Titan, and I was like, do you think we'll hit 1,000? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and it was like, uh, I don't know, like, it's kind of transient and, and whatnot, and we were still finding our footing, 
but like we've kind of established this loyal audience that listens and our goal early on was pretty uh what's the word granite pretty low bar pretty yeah. um not novelty there's a word for this uh not I, high expectations i think it's not the fact yeah. that we set ourselves low it's just we didn't think high you know it was more or less like a like a little fun experiment more yeah than anything. the podcast was really just an outlet and a hobby and a way for two friends to connect during covid and if anybody else wanted to join i think our goal was like one listener that wasn't our girlfriends or our family <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh succeeded, yeah yeah, 10,000 listens later. Thank you very, very much. We we appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much, everyone. Okay, so, man, we got some stuff to talk about. We do. Um, yeah, lots of ups and downs this week. Just yeah, like, ups and downs is a good way of putting it. So mm-hmm. let's start with Chainsaw Man, episode okay. five. Um, consider that your spoiler warning, audience. We haven't watched, we haven't read the manga, but we're watching Chainsaw Man. Uh, I am along... tempted, I will tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're watching it with, along with the rest of the world, it feels like. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Did you think you were signing up for seven minutes of softcore porn when you started this episode? <laughs> no. I actually, I was surprised, you know, the when the episode opened, I was like, oh, it's picking up where, you know, it left off. I thought kind of the way the last episode ended was like a really good... You know, it was like it had the comedic tones. It was kind of pushing the story a little forward. You know, kind of you know, Denji and power stuff and all that. But then it just picked up right where it left off. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh wow! Like they they're getting really good at this. You know, like, they are. Yeah. The the, of, sh- yeah. the show's really finding its footing. It it feels all in the moment, all in time. Like it doesn't feel like time jump. Maybe it's because we're coming off you know uh, House of the Dragon, where like mm. that was you know time jumping all over the place and you know, we're going to talk about two eternity later which is you know I think yes a, good point a big, a big crux of that problem of that show right now but i think chainsaw it's kind of nice just like kind of flowing through at the same time as the characters you know like there's obviously some backstory stuff going on and whatnot but the main it feels like episode, episode to episode is like a handoff and, and not in the same way that my hero is either it just feels, you know, that's like ultra spread out, like a single event, right? Like yeah. this kind of feels day to day, but I, I don't know, I'm digging it. But again, unexpected, but I think I'm not, it's not surprising with this show now. I no. think five episodes in, I think we know what we're in for. And so, yeah, you know, maybe like this is about just about, just as much about knowing your audience as it is knowing what you're getting yourself into. I mean, sure. like for Grant and I's, point of view i I think i can speak for you on this like we saw the trailer however many months ago and along with everybody else we said that looks really good and then we knew that the manga was popular but i i had no idea about the content like obviously it's a shonen obviously there's you know like some supernatural fun stuff um frankly again very jujitsu kaisen but like very exciting stuff we're very amped on that but like no one really hinted at like this is like kind of erotic (laughs) yeah very much like both in jest and in comedy and in like even and also fan service but then also like different like it's kind of deeper do do you know what i mean 100 percent. it doesn't it doesn't feel like a gag no but but it feel like it it still has some you know like we said there's some comedic tones to Mm -hmm. some of it um Honestly, I think the word, the more, like, I don't know if it fits, but I think parody kind of fits a little more. 
Yeah. In, in kind of a way, like, again, even, the, I don't even know if that's, um, no, that's an interesting the, the right way to describe it, but perspective, uh, you know, it's again, like we go back to, you know, the well and fire force there, but like, that's uh-huh. just like flat out gagging, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, show the moment, move on kind of like whatever it is. Fire but force this, overlord, a lot of animes out there, a lot of, a lot of it. And you know, whatever, like we've said, you know, time and time again, like, you know, whatever's in your lane, that's your lane. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's, you know, as long as someone's getting hurt, who cares? But I do feel this kind of still feels, it's not like apples and oranges, but it's just like a different shade of kind of the same thing. I, I think at the end of the day, the, the narrative is so strong and the world they've set up mm-hmm. is so strong. And the fact that they're even attempting to kind of mix them in together, you know, like it just, it's good. Like, you know, like it, it works. Like, and it goes back to when I watched, um, dress up darling early in the earlier in the year, not mm-hmm. even remotely the same kind of tone. And, it was kind of like in the middle of like the fan service moments of, you know, romance and, you know, like, like you said, like it's erotic versus, you know, just like full out gaggy fan service. Yeah. You know, like, or, you know, goofy fan service, but uh, I don't know. It's, it works. Like it's still on theme every time it happens. So that's the weird thing is that, yeah, yeah. It has me kind of torn because like, I notoriously really don't like this kind of stuff, but like, it's not like, their approach to sexuality or whatever you want to describe it as it's mature it's mature it's you know it's funny because the character is plainly immature but they're <laughs> like denji the protagonist is clearly kind of immature but the approach the show is taking is not it's like not really like something i've seen before like the only thing that sort of reminds me of this and again it's only reminds me of this because it's different is Mushoko Tensei. Like they, they're not alike in any way in their approach to like sexuality and Mm. tension and stuff like that. But they do approach the problems differently than everybody else does. Does that make sense? I would say, I would say it's more akin to like the stuff from like the eighties and the nineties, you know, neon Genesis being like an obvious one where, you know, an interesting take, you know, sexuality was, you know, it was like a common, you know, part of the story you know, between like the adult relationships and, you know, yeah. and, you know, the, and the, the younger kids as well too. But, you know, it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't used just as like flat out fan service. There were, you know, there was characters, you know, in relationships and they're kind of explaining that relationships and, you know, the complications with each other and kind of, you know, like the, the whole thing about, uh, you know, like uh, mental health and, you know, emotions and all that was wrapped up in that story. But it's interesting. And I think, I think it's pretty obvious with Chainsaw Man. Like, I don't think we're digging deep on this, but every time sexuality is brought up in the show, it's used as manipulation for on Denji. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like it's like, A, yes, it's his goal, but I think everyone around him is aware of that. And I think in multiple points in this episode, it's, you know, very, I think it's very known at this point. You know, they're, they're, they know how to control him in power and it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. curious to see where it's, how it's going to play out. I, I agree. I, I do. I will say I like the pacing. Like, I like that we're on episode five and they're kind of like, forgive me for being crass, but like they're upping the ante. Like, sure. I, it would be irritating if like we got through a whole season and Denji was still talking about cop and a feel. It'd be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that to be the show. And I was worried there for a sec that it might be. And it's mm. like I said, it seems definitely deeper than that. Um, oh, definitely. I will say I really love the second half of this episode more than I liked the first. Oh, the way the, the transition from 
you know, like the the Denji and the the Makima stuff to also like what a great way of explaining it, like a, a flashback of just showing like you know an old CRT TV of showing nine eleven, you know, and yeah, then, that was you know, so showing good. Aki. And that, that seems like it's all you need, it's just imagery. You don't need to tell people, just like a simple imagery. You know, you don't need to explain it out sometimes. It's just very, you know, it's very organized. Yeah, that. You know, as, as grimy as the show is, it's oh, very yeah. clean and very organized. And the shots, like, I think the show so far that it reminds me the most of is Sunny Boy in recent memory. Just like these, you know, quiet, wide open shots. You know, like they're okay with using silence when they need to, and then it, you know, gets loud when it needs to. It's you're yeah. you're right on the money with that, dude. The yeah. way they're doing, they're they're it's their use of silence. Yeah, they create eeriness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I again, I agree with you on the flashback, like the that house getting obliterated with the boy <sighs> in it. Unreal. Like. Yeah, it's it seems so textbook and like obviously in retrospect it's like oh they're setting the audience up for something here, mm-hmm. but you don't know you're you're just in it you know what I mean I was just like glued to the TV like what the hell is this about and then and then that happens and it's like oh, shit like I played right into their hands that's exactly <laughs> what they wanted you know what I mean like it just feels like they yeah. you know we said this before we even saw the show it just feels like Mappa really knew that they had something here. Mm. And they've really, really committed to this punch. You know, it's 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 nice sometimes to be reminded that you're on the ride. You know, yeah. like sometimes you're just like, you know, you're you're in it. You're kind of like glued to the TV in those moments of just like, oh, yeah, there you go. There's yeah. the trope. Or there, you know, sometimes the trope is it's nice to see, you know. But um, and I like too. We kind of got the tease of his backstory, you know, like Denji's like, oh, what's your, you know, like why are you doing this? You know, is it? I'm blank. Is it's Aki, right? The the, uh, yeah, you know, like we, we had some, you know, little teases of why he does it. He makes references to all it's the people. It's Aki Hayakawa, right? Hayakawa, yeah, yeah, yeah Hayakawa. And you know, to see his backstory like now already, it just shows like how important I think everyone is. You know, like they're they're doing a really good yeah. job introducing these characters. The cast is slowly getting bigger. Um, it's you know in a similar way to Jujutsu Kaisen again the the parallels to the show just continue to shine. Yeah, the the dynamic between Power and Denji as a duo like oh, it's the Nibara chemistry and Yuji. it's crazy. It's Nabara and Yuji exactly. It's uh, it's almost spooky. Like I said, I'll echo it again from last week. I think everybody would have been slightly better off if Jujutsu Kaisen and this came out five years apart. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. if Zero hadn't come out this year maybe it would have uh, been enough point. distance but yeah. um yeah i don't know because i honestly like jiu-jitsu kaisen's been on my mind since we saw that movie like, yo I, me too oh my gosh I, yeah. I i'm so excited for it to come back i i love i also have to say i love the animation this episode um like they, they made you gotta love when an animation like a studio does stuff like this uh the whoever did mushiko tensei did it a lot too like where they kind of it's like Sakuga moments for everyday stuff. Mm. Like, remember Aki or Hayakawa's morning routine? It was yeah, like last ASMR last, last episode. Oh, yeah. They did that a bunch this episode. Like, some with the, like, romantic scenes, but also, like, this new partner we were interest, introduced to that is missing an eye. Yep. Um, and, and has the ghost hand. Like, all the shots of her eyes. Um, I don't know. showing up. That was pretty cool. I was wondering when his voice was going to pop up. Who? Uh, Kenjiro there, the uh, tattoo from House Husband and uh, oh, yes, yes. The Beholder. Which Isn't one it? is he again? 
he, I think he's like the supervisor when he, he introduces that girl in, in Aki at the, the grave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could, I could hear that is the voice I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and I, it looks like they're setting us up for a fun little arc here. They like the reveal on the gun devil, all really fun. I yeah, like it. Setting up the big bad. I wonder, I wonder if that's like big picture or if that's just this arc. I, I don't know, but I'm curious to find out. Do you know if this manga is done? Uh, I am not sure. I yeah. was under the impression it was. Yeah, if you're listening and you know the answer, let us know, because I think Grant and I are both tempted. We, we've both said, <laughs> I'd yeah. be... One of these days, we're going to pick a manga and just say, ah, oh, screw it, let's just read ahead. Because we, yeah. we've never done that yet, right? Uh, Have you? No. no. Yeah, no. I've never done I, that yet. I think, depending on how patient i can wait i think jujitsu kaisen would be for me Um, i I really want to see i because the second season is so relatively close yeah i think you know i at the very least i'd watch that and then jump in but i don't know chainsaw man is really speaking to me right now i just the big picture i'm so curious yeah yeah um okay so that's chainsaw man episode five uh very very strong episode let's transition to something within the same theme as chainsaw man (laughs) Um, I watched them back to back. Let's talk about Spy Family Spy episode Family. 18. Yeah, 18. I love the Anya episodes. Give me more of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know what they do that I haven't seen done in anime before? And I bet there's a term for this. I don't know what it would be. But Anya mixing up her words and having like baby talk. Mm. And it... It's sounding the same way. All, like, the one she does this episode is she mishears knowledge is power. Oh, yeah. And she says no leash is power. And, yeah. like, it's because, like, she misheard or doesn't know the word knowledge. And so she interprets it in her own way and becomes very literal with it. And that's, like, a running gag. And it's it's genuinely funny. Yeah. But, like, I'm sitting here being like, well, there's no way those two words and that turn of phrase, like, line up in Japanese. Oh, that's curious. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Well, I was like, well, that's how that's that's why we don't. I'm guessing that's why we don't see those gags. So, like in Japanese, is it just a way off translation, or do they have like a? Do they just use a completely different pun? You know what I mean? Oh, that is interesting. So yeah, I was curious. So if you know the answer to that, if you can, yeah, let uh, us know. That's yeah, true. if you I can listen to it and, and translate, I'd be really curious about that gag because I've never seen. She does that like throughout the show, like and it's the only show I've seen people do that. Hmm. Kind of weird. Um, but yeah, the Anya episodes are really good. Do you agree or disagree that the anything involving yours brother is weird? Oh, it's awful. No, sorry, not awful, but yeah, it is weird. I'm not... Uh, yeah. I will say this is probably the most digestible he's been on screen. Um, like, I, I found when... Uh, because, like, there's the whole, like, part of it where, you know, he didn't want to help or whatever, and then... Anya wins him over essentially and kind of like essentially when he was like in teacher mode I, I found that funny and like you know I think his type of character worked well in that instance and then you know and then it he did. was gone and also like the whole bit of him loving his sister's food but continuing to vomit especially off screen in the hallway I, that kills me I don't know that was good <laughs> it's I like good. I like the end of the uh the lesson he goes so do you understand grammar and they're both like panting she's like what's grammar <laughs> Uh, uh she's written very very well and oh, the uh, voice actress well. is doing doing well 
I, I'll say my favorite part was the whole uh, Lloyd Twilight uh, Twilight versus what was it Daybreak? Oh my God! Yeah, well, <laughs> that was so out of left field. That was <laughs> you. You remember like in Core One when we we're watching the show, like yo, they do really random shit sometimes, and like this is sure, yeah. an example of like a plot line that seemingly comes out of nowhere. But I don't care. It was great. Like I loved it. This. Was great, and it it was it was funny because. You know, the show has such a tone, obviously. Like, you know, it, it really kind of shines in, in itself. But this felt like not the show. You know, it was it was, it was was so slapstick. Because you know, it's saying, you know, it's a comedy, you know, in a lot of anime. That's, you know, kind of the go-to gags. But th- even this was just like, wow, like, this isn't Spy Family? This is so straight. Like, it works. I loved it. It was hilarious. But it did not feel... There's moments of it that did not feel in the show. But... Um, well, because Lloyd doesn't isn't the main character the the show kind of starts with him as the main character and he has to uh, sure. quote acquire a uh, wife and daughter but like after that anya kind of steals the show right and like yeah. his scenes tend to be punctuated by your and anya being in the room like he goes away yeah. every now and again but this was <clears> literally <throat> straight man yeah yeah this was literally 10 straight minutes or whatever you want to like this was like a whole half episode so it's different yeah it's curious too. i do I think, you know, like, the, the, you know, the silliness of the situation, I am curious, like, plot-wise, like, what's going on, like, it, it seems, because, what, we're episode 18, Yeah. there's 24 episodes in this season, Yeah. I I really wonder if we're even going to get to this meal that they're talking about, <laughs> you know, or, like, mm. this gala that he's trying to get in with uh, the Desmond, or the Desmond well, guy, you know, his it, father, it's very interesting, it feels very it definitely, that, drawn out. But The uh, main plot definitely moves slow, Yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, again, we've talked about this before. This might, like, this is just a good Saturday morning cartoon, maybe. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. or maybe if you're really in the mood for a slice of life or, like, something to watch with the family, you binge mm-hmm. this thing, and I bet you have a great time. The nice thing that I, you know, it's kind of nice to remind myself is I don't think Spy Family is going away. Like, it's always going to be here. You know, it, it, yeah, it, I agree it has a similar... It has a similar kind of caliber to my hero in that way. Like it's good. I guarantee it's going to get its full adaption. You know, just even even uh, today I was reading, um, like it's still continuing to break you know TV broadcast records over in Japan. Yeah. Like is, each is, week, it's just more and more people are watching it. So is the manga big? Do you um, know? I think it's huge. Yeah. Like like lo- yeah, uh, I think- when I say big, I mean long in terms of plot. Uh, I think there's like right now it's like in, in like the nine to twelve volumes area, so yeah, you know, okay. it's a couple seasons at least. But um, I don't know. It's like I, I enjoy the show for what it is, and it's like I said when you pinned it as like the Saturday morning cartoon vibe, like it's it just makes more sense that way. Yeah, and it's easier just to to enjoy it in in that regard. Yeah, but uh, but I, Anya, I wish we just had more Anya. Yeah, I agree with you that it probably feels like. This show could probably do no wrong. Like, if you take this, the formulas they've come up with in the last 18 episode, and you kind of just rejig those into, like, a problem of the week, and you kind of slowly nudge the main plot along over the course of one or two seasons, or three, or whatever it is, like, people are going to keep watching. Because it's fun. Oh, it's yeah. charming. I get it. Um, okay, let's talk about a big one here. Let's talk yeah. about uh, To Your Eternity Season 2, Episode 3. Consider that your... Spoiler warning, uh, Grant and I watched season one last year. It made both of our top fives of the year, uh, but we both didn't like the island arc. Um, and, you know, but we're excited to hear season two is coming, and uh, I believe it's a new studio. 
Um, we had kind of some mixed reviews on the first couple of episodes. And, yep. You know, it was really good to be back, and it's fun that they're moving the plot forward, but let's talk about episode three. Um, I'll start, and I'll say... I'll start with something positive, and I'll say uh, the animation quality is better this episode. Yeah, significantly. Uh, episode two, oddly bad. Yeah. Um, what, what, what did you think? I'll pass it to you. Say something nice. Say something nice. Um... Okay, that's not a good sign. Uh, oh no, he took it's, my animation well, compliment. <laughs> no, it, okay, it's not. <sighs> well, it was better than the previous. Ah, see, I don't even know. Like, I'm not that. I'm not like super down on the episode. Yeah, um, I'm not either. So let's just. But it's just there's nothing really here. I think to like you know cry home about. Um, I'm just. So I guess we'll, you know, we're going to, I guess we'll go the other way. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I think I'm a little confused. <laughs> you know, I'm a little lost. Yeah. Uh, the timeline is very messy, very muddled, and the show is going at a pretty quick pace within an episode. Like, there's a lot of, you know, blah, 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 like a lot of jargon, a lot of, like, history. I, I think now I understand what they're trying to do with Fushi and where he is in the world. Yeah. It's just the world is being shaped around him. Like literally I'm trying to still wrap my head around. Like I know it's kind of becoming a bit of a Jesus tale. Um, that's pretty obvious, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what about you? Like, I'm just, I'm kind of dumbfounded. Like I'm not shitting on it. I just, Uh, yeah. It doesn't, and you know, listen how entitled I sound, but it it doesn't really sound like the show that we signed up for. It kind it of feels different. Yeah. yeah, we said last week it feels like a different show, and it kind of is. I think the problem, and like I'm gonna keep watching. But oh, 100%. the problem I've identified is that like there were no time skips in season one, and if they were, if there were, they were brief. Like they skipped six generations in one episode last week. Yeah, and that's fine. Like you have an immortal protagonist i'd encourage you to like use the plot devices that come along with that mm-hmm. but i feel like they have broken a couple pieces in the process like fushi's to steal a word from you dumbfoundedness and his like naivete and his oh like gosh. stupidity and his just like him being naive and unaware of a lot of shit at if i'm doing the math right like 140 years old Mm. is absurd right like it made yeah, sense absolutely. it made sur- sense before right that he had to learn about like doing laundry when he met Gugu. Yep. but that was over 100 years ago you know what i mean and for him to not understand kind of basic human emotion principle it, after living that long just and i understand like there's a deeper point and we're going somewhere and it's there's a journey here that they're taking us on but like to have your protagonist to continue to act like he's not in on it mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand what it means to be human, but he lives longer than, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just seems, uh, it seems like a miss and they're doing this. Obviously we can talk about the guardian stuff. Like, which I'm, yeah, I want to, <laughs> but my, my problem is the time skip. I think they've broken one of the more critical pieces of the show was that we were watching him kind of in real time, learn how to be a person And they've kind of erased a lot of those, like a lot of the things that made that work were the fact that he was young, Mm. you know what I mean? And he, and he quite literally didn't know how to be a person because he didn't know how to be a person. 
Now he's now he's been alive for longer than most people, but he has the same problems. It's like he hasn't aged or matured. It's very. Uh, I think that I might love be it. the key thing. I think he hasn't matured. I think it's <clears throat> you know, and I guess yeah. I think what we're now I'm dissecting. Oh, there you Sorry, go. you set off my watch, Grant. Hello. <laughs> I think I think the problem because we're now dissecting you know the psychology of the character. Yeah. At this point, which I think this show you know requires, and I think that I think that's what's meant to be talked about. But mm-hmm. you know, the first episode when he's on the island, like he went from one island and then forty years by himself, like that made sense for him to be kind of clueless. I very much agree that it's like now you know mm-hmm. all these generations of you know the the guardian people later and he is so clueless he has lived in these cities and he has you know maybe you know i don't know it's it is very strange um he as a character feels more toothless now if that makes any sense no it does he like he definitely would stand his ground and he had he had conviction i felt like in the first season and now he like it feels like a half measure of a character of like what we were used to i don't know if that's writing by the studio or if that's straight up uh you know the based on the source material which is another thing that i'm i'm, I'm curious of but i don't like either answer though like i'll tell you no, that. i know, you know it, what i mean either one yeah if it's the studio i think that's more you know one studio's approach to something if it's source material that does straight up bum me out a little bit um because like they were swinging for the fence even the arc we didn't like like i understand what they were trying to do and that could have been an adaption issue adaption issue as well and they saved the end of that arc with a fantastic season finale 100 percent. they redeemed themselves and they're like oh no we still got it that was just you know what i mean like i i would normally i would say like let's say this was live action or it was just another anime or whatever and i wanted to defend our argument i would say Mm. oh well maybe like clearly you know, what's one trope or stereotype or what's one kind of cliche we see in movies and, and storytelling about immortal people in general, whether it's vampires or whatever. It's like they become kind of careless and laissez-faire and kind of nothing matters because like the world passes me by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine, but that's not what they're doing at all. Like they're taking this different take of like, like him being clueless is just the the, the exact opposite of what he should be. You know what I mean? You and could what say, he has been, yeah. You know, like it's it's if if this was him lacking conviction, yeah. If I they attacked that from a different angle, it would make sense. But like the way they're executing, it does not work. I mean, for me, it doesn't work for me. So the thing that is like you know by the end of the episode, the thing that does kind of work for me, and even, I think by like the absolute end of the episode, it kind of maybe kind of flips, but him being pulled all these ways and being conflicted and unsure. I think also works as like a, a viewer of the show because like Agreed. I really don't I don't know how to feel, and whether that's intentional or not, I think you know it's you know I think that's a boon to them, but it's you know I, I'm really that could just be because I'm I'm not really sure who is who like you know like they're all there's that one like small moment at the dinner scene where like they're all kind of talking about like the world and the lore like oh this book has been found and and him kind of blowing up on uh the do uh the guardian guy again there's been six of them i don't know the fucking ahaka or something the one the first boy <laughs> the first boy yeah okay oh my and also like yeah i know don't worry like i'm into women i was like well yeah fushi's gonna turn into a chick and you know you're gonna be you know hunting after him again yeah. like it's just it's so i don't know it's it, it kind of just bums me out because the show was so smart before 
Oh, and, and it I, handled emotions with such tact. And this feels kind of, and not even the silly character. Like that's a whole other thing. Which you know, I'm whatever. I think they're trying to tackle mental health with him, which I'm curious to see that kind of come through. Not like another doing it so far. That dude's like out of a JoJo episode. No, I know, but like it's. I think it's we're going to be surprised with this character. I hope you know, so. For, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just to see, but to see Fushi blow up at that dinner scene at the the Hayaka guy or whatever his name is. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that is the Fushi we know. Like he is smart. He knows when he's being used. Why in this moment? Like why? Why the moments before and after this? Why are you not kind of like more vocal about yourself? It's, nah, it just it seems strange. You put it right too. He's kind of is, is lacking conviction. I understand that like that amount of time would change the character, but sure, yeah. it's not in the way that I'm really liking right now. I, I will also say like I'm curious about the Guardian stuff. I'm curious about these new characters. I'm excited to see where it goes. But I also, I really think the knocker in the arm plotline is like peak lazy. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't like that storyline. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like the fact that like they're all her relative. I don't know. I don't like that at all but you know like we've only just met them you know like i'm let's watch this arc maybe they surprise us i hope because did did uh season one have 24 episodes or was it uh 12 Mm, no it was it it was more definitely more than 12 it was definitely uh closer to 24 than 12 Hmm. so yeah i think we have lots of time to kind of expand these characters i don't think the guardians it's interesting well and that's the thing too like they set up the church and the church is all working together but then at the end there's like you know the the, the one of the three churches is now like against so like the, i kind of feel like the guardians are going to disappear at some point or they're going to be dissolved and i don't know it's uh yeah it, it is an interesting tale of how history can get whitewashed and you know like yeah. it's just like a giant game of telephone like people think it's one thing but it's all misconstrued, like, you know, this dude thinks his grandmother or his great-great-grandmother or whatever is, you know, was a good person, but, you know, we know she wasn't, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it is interesting, like, there's still a lot of interesting things in this show at play, it's just, they're not, it's just, they're not firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, and it's so funny, because, like, coming out of Psycho season, excuse me, we had so many shows to watch, and yeah. Two Year Eternity just felt like a slam dunk, like, oh, of course that's gonna deliver yeah. again. Yeah, friggin' right on. You, you know, most of the, the basket. Yeah. yeah, most of the questions were like on My Hero Academia. Like, are they gonna have another bummer season, or are they gonna come with the goods? I didn't anticipate Two Year Eternity <laughs> to have like a, a bit of a fall here. So it's it's, it's the weakest peculiar. show I'm watching right now. By not even like. Well, are you still out. watching Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam? Yeah, I'm enjoying. I'm genuinely enjoying Gundam more than this. Lying to the fans, lying to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We can talk about that later because I'm watching. I'm watching Blue Lock. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about a bit of news before we talk about Mob Psycho? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, all right. Let's start with some MCU stuff. Let's do it. Um, WandaVision. Uh, you may or may not have been aware WandaVision, uh, is getting a spinoff. Well, it's not, it's a character. Um, Agatha. She's played by, who was that? Catherine Hahn, I think. Catherine Hahn, yeah. Um, Agatha Covenant Chaos is coming and I, I don't know if it's in production yet, but they just cast Aubrey Plaza. Oh, there you go. So that'll be a, I don't know, I mean, it feels like a big one. Um, more MCU stuff. Black Panther. Um, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2. The review embargo is lifted. I think it comes out 
is it this weekend, Grant? The actual movie did you... to theaters? Oh, is it this weekend? No, I mean, I don't know. Embargoes came out today, so sure. that seems that seems likely, right? Um, largely positive. You know, it yeah. sounds like Coogler did it again. Uh, I hear great things about the soundtrack, main cast. Um, I, there is something interesting that you might find. And apparently it's not a spoiler because um, it's all over the trailers. Like, have you seen the trailers? They look quite good. I I saw, yeah, I saw one of them. I'm not sure which one it was, but uh, it was it was at, at the movies there. It was one of the opening trailers. But apparently the comic um, origins of this particular plot are about, like, the Atlanteans, like the this underwater blue race okay. um, that clashes with Wakanda. Hmm. And due to a rights issue, like, they keep everything in the story, but they can't call them Atlanteans. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone... I don't know. Apparently it's a rights you know some kind of clash there so they can't do that but anyway everyone likes the movie yeah i'm sure i'm i i like the first one i'm all this is probably the only marvel movie i've been looking forward to well this is this is the the key question are you waiting on this to hit streaming or are you going to go to the theaters and see this uh mm, if it falls into my lap. I'll 100% see in the theater, but I probably will wait for streaming. I would go if this be if it was a theater with booze. Mm. Yeah, maybe we should make that happen. Yeah, which is so common, by the way. Like, the local theaters you go to, Grant, without exaggeration, I would say 9 out of the 10 of the theaters I go to, not that I go to many, all have drinks now. Oh, yeah, like, we don't get, like, the nice service, like, you guys get up there, but uh, I, I can walk in with a, you know, tall can of beer in the movie. Yeah, like, not they sell the tall cans? Own. Yeah, they sell the tall yeah, cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's a really good deal. I'd be it's... lying if I said, you know, sneak in a beer into a movie theater there before, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Well, and it's great, because you can get a can of uh, Mill Street for, like, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, so it's, like, just like the liquor store. <laughs> it's a good, yeah, exactly. Um... In news that shocks no one, I should have just wrote, Studio wants more of profitable franchise. <laughs> Studio <laughs> continues to want money. <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers uh, is like has been apparently badgering uh, J.K. Rowling, saying, hey, like we would love to do a continuation. Like, more Harry Potter movies. Blech. And, you know, she has, she's had a rough post-Harry Potter uh career i think probably to say the least one of uh you know i'm not going to get into all that but she has greenlit a lot of well not a lot but she has greenlit and kind of some shitty things that have kind of tarnished the harry potter canon already um so i hope that doesn't happen Mm. well it's yeah i don't know it's like i am so checked out on all that like you know the i'm you're like my go-to on like those movies only because i know you've watched them not like you're a, like a diehard fan of those uh what are well, they called the, the fantastic uh, beast movies yeah like uh, but did, did they like make their money back on those the last okay so the first three or the first two rather were okay mm. um and the third this is the one where they um they cast they got rid of johnny depp like halfway through mm, and mickelson. they brought in mads mickelson who like tbh was better um sure. but it's so funny like i i don't want to be a broken record but 
I just remember watching these Harry Potter movies and being like, oh, they're just not as good as the books, right? And it's like, yeah. breaking news, fan of source material, unpleased <laughs> with adaptation. <laughs> but, you know, I get yeah. it. But I remember thinking to myself, like, kind of naively at the time, like, I was young, oh, why don't they just get her to write the screenplay? Mm. And it's kind of funny because she wrote these screenplays for these movies and they would just make much better books. <laughs> Yeah. Like, they're just not great movies. Um, the last one in particular is quite, quite messy. Um, they did make more, they did make their money back on it, made $400 million on a $200 million budget, which is a oh. lot. Sure. Um, but yeah, they're not 100% sure on uh, if they're going to do the next one. They had originally spec'd out three movies for that uh, franchise, The Fantastic okay. Beasts, and then Warner Brothers pushed and was like, no, no, we could stretch this to five, right? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Um, Checkbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a, uh, a huge fan of what they've done there. Are you, uh, are you a huge fan of Westworld? So, I think, and I don't want to, like, speak hy- hyperbole here. Sure. Um, but I really believed when I saw Westworld Season 1, I was like, this is, like, mm. not genre-defining, but it's kind of, like, new wave... Like, I don't know if there's been, like, futuristic, dystopian, this level of high-level TV storytelling done in a long time. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah, I lo- I've only watched the first season, and I loved it. Yo, Anthony Hopkins, like, yeah. stacked, stacked cast, fantastic writing, HBO, right? Jeffrey Wright, too. Anything. Oh, my God, Jeffrey just, Wright. Yeah, he's so good. Um, the actor who plays Dolores, like, mm-hmm. just so good and it's hbo so they're not cheaping out right it's sure. a it's a show where things have to look good and everything looked good from the soundtrack to the actual production value everything looked fantastic and it just kind of slowly fell off and season two was like kind of weird and like a departure and they leaned more into the weirdness but it didn't quite work and then they like took a big big swing with season three i think they like took a over two year break or something they brought in aaron paul the whole show kind of changes environments and venues Hmm. and it was goodish but it felt like the end and then they did season four and apparently not very good because they're canceling season five, which was scheduled to be its finale. So like, oh, it was it was for sure that was the final season. Yeah, that's what they oh, wanted, and they're not even yeah. going to get to do that. So it feels like when's the last time you had a show like a premiere big show that was like everybody agreed was one of the best things on TV that is then not allowed to finish its run <laughs> like uh, Hannibal. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, good yeah. you didn't even fucking hesitate that's impressive yeah. well i was thinking i was like i really the only one that like notably stuck out would, would be hannibal really um, fell off a cliff quite literally <laughs> man that's season not, the ending that's of how it ended did it not they fell off a cliff together uh, yeah season two <laughs> the ending of season two of hannibal yeah dude the ending. it's so fantastic like yeah, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen hannibal it was a Netflix. Was it? No, it wasn't Netflix. Was it? No, it's on NBC of all fucking places. Yeah, Shit and it's on TV, dude. And it's rated R. So if you're into you know the serial killer type stuff, which I know is a little played out for some people, um, but this is fiction. Uh, Mads no, Mikkelsen. People fucking love serial killer shit. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's Mads Mikkelsen playing Hannibal the Cannibal in a prequel, and the first two seasons are pristine and best yet. 
the second season ends with like more or less no loose ends. Like you could never yeah. start season three. Like, and you know, you could just be happy with that. So I recommend it. Um, and wait, you said you never watched uh, any more Westworld, eh? Nope. Yeah. Season. See, isn't that a bummer? It's like, okay, well, don't bother. Like, you're not, like, the ending you won't get to see. Yeah, it kind of kills its legacy a little bit with the, you know, an announcement like that. You know? It kind of bastardizes it, especially because of how friggin' good the first season was. What a bummer. Also, you know what? I was just thinking, uh, shows that got canceled too early, probably everything on Netflix, I guess. It's kind of a broad net there, but, like, I think they're notorious for just killing the show after one season or two and there's no they, real resolution they i think god you know like i'm you know have really started to get interested into just analytics you know in my day-to-day work life and like even just streaming analytics i find it interesting when we look at yeah. like which animes are are the biggest and whatnot and i would because netflix is notoriously tight-lipped like if you if you're a comedian and you're on the platform and you get a special or you have a show that runs on Netflix. They don't tell you how many people watch. Like, <laughs> you just don't get to know. Which is absurd and also very interesting. But, like, they have so much proprietary technology on analytics. They know more about how people watch shit than most services out there. Because they've been doing it for so long. Sure. And I think, like, their thing is, like, we know when we got a hit. And if it doesn't hit by, like, what X point... We're just killing it. Mm. Um, now, obviously, like, there are disadvantages there because it's, like, just because the algorithm says the show hasn't picked enough heat yet doesn't, like, you're kind of robbing a lot of people of something that could turn into something great. Mm. Um, Breaking Bad's a really good example, right? Breaking Bad wasn't big until it hit streaming services. Yeah, then it popped off. And then it exploded. But it's, uh, yeah, they, they, they really slash and burn stuff. Okay, um, speed. Well, let's speed round this here because there's barely any news left. Uh, there's a Grogu short film coming out November twelfth. Oh wow! On Disney Plus. Um, sh- short film. I'm using like air quotes. Like, is this gonna be an eight minute thing or like a forty five minute thing? Like all the Pixar stuff they do. It's like a, like an eight minute, ten minute uh, little. Yeah. Minute. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. Um, despite all, you know, if this. I should have mentioned this earlier uh, on speaking of uh, Netflix's uh, algorithm machine. Despite all the outrage about the monster Jeffrey Dahmer uh, series and it glor- people saying it glorifies, you know, all the murders and it just brings up old stuff. They're going to do two more. Um, not on Dahmer. They're going to make it an anthology series. Yeah, it's Ryan Murphy. This is bread and butter there. He's always doing anthology yeah. stuff. So what I are they going to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was my first question. I was like... And then you're kind of like, who? Who do I want to see? Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. a weird, dark uh, thought. Our society is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch any of that? We went down the wrong path. The Dahmer one. No. Yeah, you're fine. I would think we watched one or two, and I was like, you know what? I know where this goes. <laughs> um, and uh, in news that pleases no one, Gears of War <laughs> is <laughs> doing a live action series <laughs> at Netflix. I don't know, man. Like the creator was having some fun on Twitter with uh, this today. Was, what, was he? Well, he's just goofing on. Uh, he's like, "I'm gonna be so pissed if they put Chris Pratt as, <laughs> as the lead for this." But like for years, people have been saying Dave Bautista is like the dead ringer for Marcus Phoenix, like the, the main character. Ooh, he the would series. be good. 
And, like, I believe, like, Dave Bautista over the years has, like, very vocally voiced his interest. And so to see Cliff Blazinski, which, who, I don't know if he has any involvement, because I don't know if he sold the rights. Because Microsoft owns it now. Epic Games doesn't, uh, I don't even think he's with Epic anymore. Anyways, neither of you are there. Um, Chris Pratt, don't be in Gears War. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, that is, like, such an internet thing. Is like, just please don't put Chris Pratt in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> in my baby but, yeah. yeah well I, I when i said pleases no one it's just like you know adaptations of video yeah. games to it's just dicey but you know what screw it netflix is doing it again they're taking another run with death note yeah i appreciate the effort let's let's see how it, this kind of stuff turns out okay mob psycho season three episode five consider that your spoiler warning grant yeah best episode of the season by far, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, questions answered, for sure. Questions answered. This was emotional. Yeah, I messaged you the second. I wasn't even finished the episode. I paused it. I was like, Dave, holy fuck. Yo, you know what's so funny is I <laughs> I watched it that day, like an hour before. Oh, per- oh and I was I was pausing the show to make notes as I went. I was like, yo, this is intense. Like, yeah. I, And you know what's funny? I bet last week, if you listen to our episode or the week before that, I think I was concerned. I was like, yo, I don't know if I buy this whole dimple thing. Like, are we sure. really going back to that well? But they this worked. Fucking landed the plane, escorted everyone off. Captain Sully. <laughs> you know, like, just you know, upside down landed. The dimple thing, full circle. Like, again, and I know we're not done. Like, there's still more to come uh-huh. there. But, um, the, yeah, they, they completely... It's not even like they pulled the wool over our eyes because, like, we knew it was Dimple from the beginning, but mm-hmm. we had to see Dimple. We had to have the conversation, and you know, it's it's so it's so interesting the the angle they're taking with this. You know, like he's wrong, but he, like he's not that wrong. You know, it's it's interesting to him trying to justify the actions. You know, obviously, like it it, it was it was such a fascinating episode like action and animation aside like just the spoken word in this episode was it's i think it's one of the series best back and forth between the two of them it is because i think one thing that we've both keyed on in the first few episodes and especially towards the end of season two is that mob is growing up yes and like it's just nice to see very genuine character progression on mob like mm. It, uh, Mob Psycho is such a weird show because when I think of it, when you sold me on this show, you're like, oh, it has heart. And there was something about it to me that just like that didn't resonate at first. Like, sure. I don't know if it's its animation style. I, I do like kind of get hyper focused on animation style a lot yeah. um, or the music or like kind of the sometimes monster of the week nature of it, especially early on. But like something changed like at, by the end of season one or Season two, I was like, oh, this show has a lot more heart than I realized. Like, it's yep. a lot deeper. Mob's relationship with Reagan, who he is as a person, watching him, like, evolve into, like, this young man instead of, like, this child with, you know what I mean, with no self-worth. Yep. Um, I don't know. It was, like you said, the fact that there was back and forth between him and Dimple, I think, just showed that he was, like, kind of over it. And he's, you know what I mean? Like, he's hurt. But he's also not a little boy anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's what we were talking earlier, you know, about to your eternity and the lack of conviction. This is the epitome of conviction in a character. You know, like, Mob knows, like, this isn't you, Dimple. You know, like, you know, you say that, you know, and just, it was like, um, it was like watching, you know, like, 
not an inter- not an intervention, but like it was like just usually people are like you know reaching out to Mob and to see Mob trying to reach out to Dimple and be like this isn't you, and yeah. you know the fact that it, you know it had to come to violence and this and that and it's uh oh, man just beautiful and just you know the, the when it comes the whole gag of like you know god dimple mode and like it was just god this <laughs> god that and it became golden and i just you know it blows you know the i think like the you know the the breakout moment in the episode is when you know mob's clothes kind of you know disappear and that shirt is just left underneath there's just that moment yeah that dimple, was so like, good <laughs> like i knew i knew somehow that shirt was going to come back up at some point but uh oh what a I love a recurring bit, especially also, like in an emotional moment like that. Yeah, like it lets the air out of the room a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Also, good soundtrack this episode. Oh my god, unbelievable, unbelievable. Because I think like yeah. like the because they have, I think it's like called like the mob, uh, the mob choir. Yeah, yeah. And like they, they do there. they do the uh, the op and the ed, and you could tell like the singer of that group, her voice was coming in and out through scenes in the episode and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if i've noticed that before no i haven't uh, but but it was it was fit really well like it's very yeah. epic and very like you know um little uh, heightened in, in in moments it really really added to some of the scenes not to mention they did a like um I, I might have to go back and rewatch compare but this is one of the better builds they've orchestrated for his explosion yes just the how, tension like, the was snap, really well done like yeah. the snap 100 oh that was yeah yeah, <laughs> so good. Fucking killer, man. I you, like you said they kind of were we talking about uh, mob when you said they landed the plane. Yeah, they did. Yeah, 100%. they they landed the plane. I just want the second half of the season to be as good, or you know, not be a major drop off. And I think if they can like ride this out, go, you know, sail into the sunset, um, without like screwing this up or whatever, like it's gonna be in the all time list. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. I just love this fucking show. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about something less consistent than Mob Psycho. Um, <laughs> imagine being the showrunner of <laughs> of an anime, and someone's like, "Speaking of shit that isn't good." No, I'm kidding. Uh, this was a great episode. Uh, oh. My My Hero Academia season six, episode six. There's your warning. Um, fantastic episode. Yeah. Yeah. I stand by it though. It's not a consistent show. Just stay out of my DMs. Oh um, <laughs> no, I don't think anyone in the world would disagree. It's like absolute dire. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But no, did I, you dig it? Oh, a hundred percent. The, um, it was interesting because there was a moment before, like it's flat out said that Shigaraki is essentially now a Nomu, hmm. his movements. I was like, oh, there's something weird about the way he's moving. And I was just thinking back to like that first Nomu fight. Of like kind of like the almost like his limbs are hanging down like or like the Nomu fight with uh, Endeavor and Hawks. Oh yeah, at the end of season four. At the so end of season four, and I was like, there's like something weird about the movements and kind of like the way he takes off and this and that, and um, you know, because I think that was probably the biggest reveal. You know, the the black black whip move aside, like the Midoriya stuff aside, mm-hmm. I think the biggest reveal was that Nomus were heroes, right? Like yeah. you know, they're yeah, so. I think we knew, you know, that was going to be like a major plot point going forward. And, you know, it's just, I, I, I like because they keep upping the ante this season so far, especially like since this, since Shigaraki has waken up. It's only, I think this is only the third episode since mm-hmm. he's been kind of, kind of front facing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just getting worse and worse and worse. You know, like the that mega Machia dude's gonna be around soon. All the Nomus came up from the ground. You know, the Grand Torino save was like Clutch. I have I have not done like a you know just like a, a little fist bump during my hero episode in a long time, and you that know, was nice. You I know what like, that like yeah <laughs> perfectly sets Grand Torino up for death. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's gone. This dude's dying asap. Yeah. But no, like he, that was such a clutch save, and yeah. he's such a like, such a reliable character. He's such in a an great reliable show. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that like he's um, he's uh, All Might's uh, mentor as well, and the fact mm-hmm. that he's around to help the second generation. I don't know. There's yeah. something like really, I, I want to say Mr. Miyagi about it. I don't know. Like there's just something cool about it, and uh, yeah. it it would be easy to see him going out in the line of duty. You know what I mean? Saving some kids. Yeah. Um, I like... It's... Yeah. I, I was gonna say, I like the tension. I like... I like that we've kind of let the genie out of the bottle with Shigaraki. You know what I mean? Like, let's just... Mm. Let's just do the thing, right? We've been, like, working towards this plot, working towards Shigaraki doing something for mm. five seasons. He has now acquired power... He's unstable. I, I like all those things. I'm really interested in the duality between him and Midoriya. You know, I say it every time we talk about my hero, but I think the show is doing its best work when it's in this plot line and when it's in the lore of the one for all, all for one stuff. So I, I just love that there's stakes. Yep. Uh, funny enough, another, you know, genie, you know, let <laughs> genie at the bottom moment is with Midoriya as well, too. Again, the parallel between the two is, you know, it's probably, you know, there for a reason, but endeavor kind of putting together why midoriya would be able to lure him away yeah and you know the reference you know to you know uh you know all or you know one for all and um and whatnot so it's and and also like not the greatest bakugo moment i don't know like i know he was like kidnapped and he had he had like beef with shigaraki but like that was so far back and it felt so small fish yeah. Compared to what's going on now, like this epic moment of him getting his revenge, it, it, it felt very short-sighted. It is. Um, so I didn't I didn't love that. Um, the but, show did that yeah. a lot in season five too. Just to jump in, like, like remember they like they would really relive the glory days and be like, oh no, remember like there was that one episode <laughs> yeah. where they said these couple things and therefore yeah. Yeah. we can do this now. And it's like you're really like using your. You know what I mean? Like you're you're piggybacking on your own gags so that like it works for your plot sure. because you haven't thought of a better reason why Bakugo should be there. Like I, I don't know, but um, there were some cool like Goku Vegeta vibes between the two of them, kind of reluctantly yeah. helping yeah. each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know slightly it's a little weak in this episode. It's I feel like of any of the moments between these two. I think this would have been the right moment for Bakugo just to be like, no, I'm not letting you do this by yourself. Like, just, like, give up the act. Just be a friend. Give up the ghost and just kind of, like, be there for him. And I feel like this was the moment because it felt like that, you know? And uh, and even, like, Midoriya's like, uh, Bakugo, why are you here? It's like, cha-cha, why are you here? It's like, oh, my God. Like, spare me. Give me a this. break, boys. Like, it's been yeah. six years here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. Just make out. Like, yeah, but maybe, you know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe they're saving that for a big moment in the upcoming fights. I, I don't know. Very well. I, I did think I noticed something on the screen, and maybe I'm wrong, because, like, Todoroki was like, huh, what's going on? Like, why are they leaving? Yeah. There's a moment where you can see a computer... 
uh, a computer screen of like the dots that once will sort of represent Midoriya and Bakugo moving in one direction, and there's a third dot kind of trailing behind. Yeah. Todoroki's going to show up. It's going to be the three of them in the showdown for sure. That'd be so. That'd be cool. That's, that's my hunch on that, but um, I'd be down with that. I, you know, the three of them are the best together. I find, of course, they're yeah. fantastic. I really, I really have grown to like Endeavor's character. Like he's a complex character, you know. But yeah. I just, I like what he, br- he kind of brings a lot of chaos and, but also mentorship. He was fun to have last season a little bit. Um, he fe- actually yeah. feels like a hero in this encounter. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um. So. I'm curious where this goes, but like this is a fun arc, you know. Yeah. All of our nitpicks aside, I'm having fun. It's funny because you know we we all <laughs> you and I kind of goof a lot on the internet's always saying, "Oh, this is the arc," you know, like yes. get ready. And you know, I feel like every season I've watched, I'm like, "All right, this is the one they say this is the one," and this actually feels like the one. It does, yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's exciting. I'm I'm down for it. So, okay, I'll preface this for the listener so um i grant stopped watching blue lock right yeah oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm and in exchange i stopped watching uh mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury so we might talk about those uh or we might talk about a couple things i'm going to start us off here with blue lock um and i'll just say grant i know you've tuned out but i am digging this show so much oh, okay <laughs> well, what, what, what about it what's, what's got you so okay so you know the worst part of the show, I think, early on remains the worst part of the show, which is, like, the whole premise is a little, frankly, silly. And, like, anime do be like that sometimes, right? Where it's like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> this is silly. I'm not watching this because it's absurd. But, like, you know, you can get pretty damn weird in anime. Like, see the last five shows we just talked about. Like, you know what I mean? As long as you don't insult the audience and as long as you set expectations for like the world you're going to be operating in right sure if you're fushi in two year eternity it's like okay one there are aliens two there are beings that live forever those are the rules and like now we've set the stage for a story right and it's not weird when you meet an immortal rock that then turns into a person in two year eternity but like blue lock is doing this thing where it's trying to be a realistic show okay and it's not like it. All I could think of was there's that one press conference scene, and I was just like laughing my ass off. I was like, "This is so, so ridiculous." Like, <laughs> just so this is my advice, or these are my notes. Not that anyone's asking, I know, but like, how you fix this show is you just make it high for soccer, like you just sure, or or maybe it's a prep. But school. I think the, I think there are those shows. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. I don't know, yeah. but like the premise is silly. Why everyone is in these rooms is silly however when it comes to the soccer game <laughs> match the sure. soccer these the, the soccer you know the soccer yeah. the football for some of our international listeners when that happens it's great it's it's actually a lot like IQ and dude like i don't know what studio is doing this but like money in the last couple episodes like they're really going for it it looks is this is a gorgeous show it's beautiful um but yeah like you're a little taken out of it every now and again when like they go back to like oh and also it's blue lock you you know what i mean like that part is all a little bit silly but the rest of it it works really really good like or really well well it's you know like not not to state the obvious but like thank god that 
the sports show does the sports part good, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's yeah. a good point. Like, so it's otherwise the the day, they would have it, nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know, but I don't know. Like, it's reviewing really well, and everyone seems to be really liking it. The premise was never the issue with me. It's I. It was one hundred percent the character back and forth. I knew was going to drive me insane. The right. whole like everyone fighting for I'm the lead character shtick yeah. yeah which is I, I i imagine at what five episodes in that's still like the status quo but um it it's yeah. starting to even out into like dynamics are beginning to form that is kind of the charm with iq as well i think like people despite their initial intentions kind of become begin to feel like a family yep um and I haven't. I'm not far into Haiku, but I, I could feel that coming from it, and yeah, and, yeah. and I really yeah, like yeah. that. Blue Lock is doing that. They're doing it in a very different way. Like, hmm. like when I said just make it Haiku, like the dynamics, the dialogue, the, like it is a very different show than Haiku. Other than the fact, like they, the only thing they have in common is sports. Um, but I just mean like yeah, maybe they could put it in an environment like Haiku, and it would probably do better. But I, I'm gonna keep watching. It's like a silly show. But I was, like, there was, like, match, like, game-ending or point-deciding moments in this most recent episode, and I was yelling at the TV. I was like, this oh, is yeah. fucking sick. Like, yeah. I, I was I was being silly, and, you know, I think one of my long-term beliefs on this podcast has been, like, sports anime is silly. And then, you know, you got me into Haikyuu, and I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. But oh, it's yeah. there's, shocking. There's moments in Haikyuu where you're, like, tense. You're like, oh, my God, like, I'm, like, freaking out over a animated sports episode yeah, right now you know you're like surreal. Yeah, you're sweating oh yeah yeah it's uh no I, i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying it like you know maybe maybe down the road i'll give it a couple more but uh like i said cycle season has got got the, the talons in us for sure so Word, homie. Watch. okay so I'll leave it to you yeah i guess i'll i'll kind of touch in I, I just want to talk quickly we'll, we'll talk on them in a second but i really want to talk about the show uh bocce the rock yeah um dave this of any show we are watching this season, there is no show that is doing more with animation than this one. Um, really, this show screams the animators like, let's have some fucking fun. You know, let's you know the. It almost seems like someone's just like, okay, let's try this art style with that art style. It's a slice of life. You know, girls forming a rock band and you know trying to, you know, get to know one another because they all really they kind of don't know one another. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, in a typical band fashion, like, you know, sometimes strangers, you know, kind of come together that way and they become a family. And, you know, the, <clears throat> they, I don't know, like, it, it, people got to watch it. Like, it's Cloverworks. It's, you know, Spy Family. Oh, they're you know, legit. Oh, oh, basically. Like, it's, you know, like, Dress Up Darling. And, you know, it's, they just, it's so beautiful. Um, the music, you know, when they do the music, Good blend of you know the you know the the C, you know I, actually I, I do want to talk to you a little bit later about CG and animator but you mm. know just the stuff they do is so fun and so imaginative and so silly like the cutaway like there's so many like really good cutaway jokes of like you know like they've done this you know kind of a spoiler but there's a gap like the characters the main character Bachi kind of struggles with you know social anxiety mm. which is, I've noticed has become quite a huge theme in anime yeah uh, I don't know if that's new uh or if that's always kind of been there but um the um so 
they do this cutaway gag where like she essentially like dies like you know like dies of embarrassment and it right. cuts to like a title ending title card of like thanks for watching thank you for joining my, like watching my journey so far you know like my life is over at the age of 15 you know it's just it's very silly and the only thing i can compare it to is comey can't communicate where it's you know it's set in high school and you know it's believable characters but it's heighten there's all there's these heightened scenes that almost feels like teenage imagination come to life like how they express their feelings comey did a little bit of that it's this on steroid this is an artistic take on the life of a teenager and like a preteen and you know and just kind of trying to get your feelings out dave the show is fucking fantastic is it, it is so good is it more elegantly done than the witch from mercury oh my god dave this is an ace in the hole like all it's around. that like, good and, Anyone can watch the show. It's silly. It's funny. It you know it doesn't even need to get serious because you know anytime it's like not like the teenagers talking amongst each other and it's like normal people like it's just like oh those are just fucking teenagers being teenagers and it's it's very it's very very good. I I highly recommend especially you and Sam check this one out. The comedy is awesome. The you know it's it's low stakes. It's just. It's just slice of life, baby. You know this is. This All right. Is, I think this is the realm I live in now. I, I love it. Like yeah, you're like, weird. Like, yeah, I don't know. We, I love this stuff. It's um, when we started this podcast, it probably, I think one of the weirder takes would have been like, oh, Grant's gonna end up gravitating to weird slice of life <laughs> yeah. type shit. But um, romance, yeah, romances and oh yeah, yeah, my yeah, my dress up, darling. You're you're an odd you're an odd duck. Yeah, but that's why we uh, balance each other out. Yeah, but anyway, so I, I, I got a, it's, it's so far one of my favorites of the year. Well. By far, yeah. You, you, you know, in your defense, you don't really miss. When you really tell me to watch something and I watch it, I tend to like it. I think, I think um, you really like this, but. Um, okay, I will, we'll check out the pilot. Uh, Crunchyroll, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Crunchyroll. How many episodes are out? Like, is it running uh, right now? Yeah, it's running right now. It's, I think the fifth episode just mm-hmm. uh, dropped this week. Cool. Okay, I'll I'll try the pilot and I'll try and report back for next uh, next week. Um, maybe we can end on Mobile Suit Gundam, which from Mercury, um, to bring the listener up to speed. It must be to what episode five or six now, Grant? I believe it's episode six. Um, I they they had a prologue and then I watched like one, two, maybe three of their episodes and kind of checked out. I wasn't feeling it. How is it? How has it changed? So or progressed? <clears throat> it's it's interesting because. You know, by no means have I been getting bored with it, but it kind of felt like, you know, there's kind of some back and forth. They're really trying to, like, the first few episodes was setting up this whole marriage thing, and the, there's all these, cor- you know, corporations kind of battling for, you know, supremacy over each other, kind of essentially, like, you know, claiming rights. And, you know, the episode would kind of flow through is like, essentially the episode would end with someone else has now challenged Suleta to a duel. Mm. Um, and you know, it was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, they're setting up some other stuff, but it kind of feels like it's ending the same way or leading into like another duel. But Dave, they just threw these past, the past two episodes, they threw like an out of nowhere plot line. Um, it, very reminiscent of 86. Um, Ooh. like, like, uh, I miss that show. Oh, I do too. And, and, and like I watched this and I was like, God damn, like maybe I should go back and like check out a couple episodes of 86. Seriously. But they introduced a character that's been around and I didn't expect to be kind of like the front of these few episodes, but they've, they've set up more like bioengineering of humans. Mm. And like, even though like, cause that was like the, the whole thing with the prologue where 
they were shutting them down for experimenting on people, not experimenting on people, people were voluntarily, you know, testing themselves to be more compatible with, with the Gundam AI system, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like where they're going with the plot. And they made it sound like it's super legal and no one else is doing it. And, you know, the, the aerial Gundam is unique because, you know, it's, it's a Gundam still and this and that. But it's now kind of like revealed that everyone is like fucking around with this tech still. Right. And there's more people out there. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not one of those cases where, you know, you got to watch six episodes and it gets good. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's, I think it's consistently the same. The animation is, you know, stellar. Uh, the, the stuff that should be CG or 3D is clearly like 2D hand drawn. It's, it's very impressive. The, like, again, the mech battles, that's, that's their bread and butter. It's been like that since the 80s. Is that's it, not changing. Is it still largely focused on space high school? Yes. And now, like, they've kind of incorporated, like, there's houses. Like, you know, there's, like, the Earth house. Gryffindor. The, yeah, okay. Essentially, and she's kind of found her way in with the Earth people. Mm. And, like, you know, now she's, like, part of a family. And, like, the dude that was, like, thrown down with her before, he's kind of on the outs. Um, you know, he kept doing some duels and losing. And there, there's more to the plot there. But essentially, his father's like, you're lucky I'm still paying your tuition, but you're a fucking bum. You're dead to me. Jeez. Like, you're, you're like, last time we see him, he's literally, like, camping, like, on the station. <laughs> like, in the forest. Yeah, that's... A, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. It's I, I, I still really stand by the show. I think it's really good. Um... I will probably give it another go at some point. But at, at least, like, to hammer through the past few episodes to kind of see, like, this absolute curveball they threw at us. So, like, this character, I was like, holy fuck, this dude is evil as fuck. But <laughs> you would say yeah. prioritize Bocce the Rock first? Oh, 100%. If there's two if there's two things and you had to choose between the two, Bocce the Rock is the 100%. It's, it's funny, it's silly, yeah. it's lots of heart. But you're gonna, you intend on keeping up with uh, Gundam? I think so. I it, think it's it's too pretty not to. Like genuinely. It is nice looking. Nice. It's um, true. And I'm getting a whiff of like the like the juice. Like it's I think it's there. <laughs> getting a whiff I of think the it's juice. I, I'm getting a whiff of the juice. Like I think the politics <laughs> stuff is about to ramp up That's pretty merch. hard. That should be merch. <laughs> I'm getting a whiff of the juice. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh it's it's Gundam. You know, it right. it, it feels it feels nostalgic, you know, if for a show that like I've never really I've had some history with, but like not as much as most. And uh, I don't know, it's just it feels special sitting down with with the new Gundam show because yeah. it has this fucking legacy status. Well, you know? see, it doesn't have that uh, for me, right? Because I never really watched any of it, other than like memories, like memories I can't quite place of the Gundam Wing show. Yeah. But you told me it was Gundam Wing. I didn't know which one it was, and I found it on Crunchyroll, and I have it yeah. queued up. Do you think that holds up? Oof. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, all the, <laughs> you know, it's, I think Gundam's always been about, you know, who is a terrorist and who's not. And, you know, I think in the current times, I think it's a little, little on the nose. I think, I think it would hit pretty hard right now. To Interesting. Be so yeah. maybe, maybe I'll take a look at that <clears throat> um, just to understand like its origins and its history as a franchise a little better. Cause I know that was a big one, right? I think over here that was a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, like like I think it it sits out of the main timeline. But, oh, it does. Um, yeah, I think it's it's like an offshoot. It's its own little thing. Mm. But I think that's the one that really kicked in the nineties. I think that's when people get access to you know VHS. Yeah. and uh, you know uh, fan dubs and all that stuff. All right. Well, I'll take a look at uh, 
Maybe I'll take a look at both, but definitely Bocce the Rock for, oh, for next week. I'll, I'll yeah. report back on that. Try out the first two episodes. I, I think it's very much up your alley. Okay. Um, all right, we've gone quite long. We've got no Q&A to do this week. Um, we'll be back again probably with it next week. Just stay tuned. Uh, speaking of which, follow us so that you can take part in the Q&A at Part-Time Otaku Podcast on Instagram. Um, I Grant, I forgot to mention this, and I blame you. We, we're putting the podcast back on YouTube as well. So I know oh, yes. like some of you watch it or listen to it on YouTube. Um, most of you are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And again, thank you for all the uh, listens that we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, but we're putting it on YouTube as well. So subscribe wherever you listen to it. And we will be back next Wednesday. Q&A on Instagram on Monday. Am I forgetting anything, Grant? Are we good to go? I think we're good to go. God, it's psycho season. Okay, you say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.